This podcast, this podcast, this podcast is Intel Enhanced. Hello and welcome back to Things You Can't Ask Your Mum. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Lizzie. And it's lovely to be back. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello. Sorry we missed a week. <laughs> yeah, sorry we missed a week. We had a busy one, didn't we? We did. Um, we but did. mainly because we have some really exciting news that you might have already seen. But we've written a book. <laughs> Me and you have written a flipping book. <laughs> we have. We announced it last week, which was so exciting. Yeah. And everyone's messages and kind words were so, so appreciated. And we've been working on it for so long. So to have it out in the open is really frightening but really exciting as well yeah it feels mental doesn't it that now other people know and you're like okay this is the story of maybe how right. i lost my virginity and it's Literally. on paper it's waking me up in the night sometimes and i'm like oh god i'm talking about that in the book it's okay go back to sleep go back yeah, to sleep no i had such a panic i was like how to deal with online trolls and bad amazon reviews <laughs> what is my problem honestly i was like oh shit by the way the bottom line is don't read them <laughs> But yes, we are so excited and that's why we've been busy little bees and we're just, honestly, obviously, we couldn't have done this without this amazing community that you are. Um, And so thank you again. It's obviously called Things You Can't Ask Your Mum and you can also (laughs) order it anytime from now um, and it's available in many places. We've got some links on our bios on Instagram things, but we'll also link it in the Entail app for you. Uh, And it comes out on the 27th of May. So It does. Which will be here before we know it as well. I know, yeah. (gasps) If you'd like us to talk any more about it, about the process or anything that you'd like to know, um, then we'd be so happy to answer any questions you've got as well if you want us to have a bit of a chat on the podcast about it. But we also don't want to bore you to tears. (laughs) No, and the bottom line is we're just geniuses, so... (laughs) (laughs) Not a lot more else to say, is there? Not a lot more else to say, she said. (laughs) The genius. Oh, my God. Right, should we start this episode now? Because yeah, I'm losing got, the plot already. We've got a starting point, though. We we've got an really update for you all. have. So, in not last week, but the week before the <laughs> episode, we were answering some of your um, questions and trying to kind of play Agony Ant with the, the scenarios that you sent over to us. And one that really stuck with me and Lizzie was, Lizzie, you, you can say it. The question was, living with the guy I was with last year who is now shagging one of my housemates... <laughs> And as we were trying to get to grips with this, we were saying we need more information and this person kindly got in touch with Uh, the extra information which we have ready to share with you. With her permission, of course. (laughs) Yes, with her permission. We did say, please, can we update everybody? Um, And so here we go. Thank you, she said. (laughs) (laughs) A lot has happened. I thought I'd give you an update. So here we go into the story. So she began seeing this guy a year ago, casually, but her brother was in the same friendship group as him at uni, so they thought they'd keep it from everybody to avoid any kind of, like, ill feelings. Um, It was a no-feelings thing until the most recent summer where she realised that she wanted something more. She did tell him this, expecting him just to end things, but they did carry on seeing each other and he did say that he could see himself in a relationship with her. His excuse for not starting a relationship was that it would mess up the dynamic of the house and of the friendship group. In September, she said she didn't want to wait anymore and decided to end things with him, agreeing that they should stay friends because they did get on so well. Mm-hmm. Three days later, <laughs> another friend moved into the house and on the second night, they started shagging. 
<laughs> At this point, she felt so awkward, she needed to talk to someone. So she finally told her other housemates, which are also her best mates. And there's lots of messy details in that that she didn't want to go into, um, <laughs> which I don't, I don't blame her. Uh, she didn't cry about it. She was just very numb to what was happening. And after the new year, they'd come back to the house as a fully fledged couple. And she's even met his family and everything. So up oh, my head, God. this poor thing. I mean, he sounds like a right prick, is the bottom line. So we, Lizzie and I asked the question, um, are you still speaking to her and him? Like, what's the deal? Like, are you okay? And she'd said that she told them that there's no respect there whatsoever. And apparently she said she, the girl, the other girl had found out after already being in for a week. And when she found out, she was so upset. And the, the girl that this has all happened to actually went to comfort her because she was in pieces over it. Um, but she reassured her and said it wasn't your fault because you didn't know um, and it won't be a thing for us. It, you know, it's not going to hinder our friendship. And then she, this other girl pretended to ditch him. And then she found out afterwards they were started sleeping together two days later after the tears. Um, and this poor girl has been really angry about it since. Um, and she said she reckons she's definitely dodged a bullet, which me and Lizzie both agreed with fully because this guy just sounds like an absolute piece of work. Yeah. Um, and she said it's been the easiest get over overnight ever. It's been really good. Sounds like she's dealt with it so well. Yeah. Even to that bit where she'd said after he'd said um, that he wasn't ready to fully commit to something, and then she just said, "Oh, look, I don't want to wait." Even yeah. that's so ballsy. Like, it can Isn't be so it? easy to convince yourself that you should wait and that they'll come around, but yeah. to just go, actually, you know what? I'm not waiting. Obviously, she completely made the right decision. She um, definitely did. Definitely did. And honestly, like, I, I think of myself in times like that where I would have just hung on and on and on and on. Because I'm like, oh, no, it must, it must be right. It must be right. I, you know, can't be giving people ultimatums. Well, yes, you can, actually. You need to take control of your own happiness and your own life. And he wasn't doing yeah. that for her. So um, I think that's an amazing thing that she's been able to do there. Yeah, me too. And just then having to deal with it in such close quarters. I remember you saying this last, oh God. in the last episode, mm. at a time where you cannot really escape very easily from your own home. Oh just a nightmare, God. honestly. The and, walls. like, feelings happen, fine. That I can get that bit, but it sounds like they dealt with it in a really not fair way. They should have just sat down and gone, look, I know I said I wasn't for, ready for a yeah. relationship, but I've actually developed feelings for this other person. Mm. I get that's going to be painful to hear, but I do see a future with this person, so I'm going to pursue it. And obviously, I need to respect your feelings in this and therefore speak to you. Yeah, but not which is that. all we always ever want. It's like the gold standard of communication. It just boils down yeah. to people not being mature enough to com- communicate how they truly yeah. feel about things. And yeah, yeah, it might be scary, but it's only scary because you think you're going to get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not scary yeah. because you can't do it. It's scary because you think you're going to get bollocked for it. Yeah, and, or hurt someone's feelings. Yeah. No one wants to hurt somebody's feelings. No, but sometimes you've got to realise in the long run, yeah. you hurt them less by being yeah, honest. Yeah, that's it. You can't just be lying about it. It's so deceitful, no. it pisses me off. Fucking <laughs> 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 assholes. Um, okay, so that's good. So at least we have a good resolution for her in that she does not give a flying fuck anymore because she's Thank a God. strong, wonderful woman. And she doesn't yeah. need either of them, so that's amazing. No. <laughs> it was a good end to that story. Yeah, very good end to that story. Me and Lizzie, honestly, what we were like when she messaged us, we were like, oh my God. We are so pleased to have heard yeah. from you. Oh God. <laughs> brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Okay. Number two is, why do I blame myself for being ghosted? And honey. why do you? You should not be. No, honey. This no, is no. nothing to do with you. This no. is all to do with that other person. 
This is their behaviour. It's a reflection of them on how they deal with things, handle things. And again, like that weird gold standard gold standard of communication, they've not been mm. able to do. If they yeah. are feeling it, if they're, you know, if they are seeing loads of people and it's just dropped off and it's fine, it's casual, like, you know, just be open about it. There's yeah. no need. Um, and I'm so sorry that you feel you've been ghosted and that you blame yourself, but you honestly shouldn't. It's just... no honestly a true reflection of the other person and you'll meet so many people that won't ghost you you'll meet so many people that you have loads of fun with and won't leave you second guessing things or questioning how you were and was it your fault it's not your fault don't you dare change no and it's just a part of that the way it goes when you're meeting people sometimes you Mm. click with them sometimes you're not and obviously when someone does that it bruises your pride and hurts your feelings because it's so shitty because the bottom line is that person wasn't interested but then can't communicate that in a fair and healthy way yeah but don't exactly like Lynn said don't pull yourself apart you've just got to accept that as part of life that you meet people who you click with and you meet people who you don't yeah and you the right person is never going to treat you in that way anyway of just jumping off the face of the earth so they've shown their true colors and it's just one of those things of picking yourself back up after it isn't it it is and also there's something to be said for um how casual dating is as well so if it's like a date or you've just been chatting or something and then they've dropped off like people sometimes don't read into that too much either and wouldn't mm. see it as ghosting it's just kind of like oh well I didn't feel that so I'll just let it fizzle yeah. rather yeah. than ghosting you on purpose so just try and make sure that you you define those two things as well like when somebody's purposefully like going out of the way to have blocked you or whatever it is which yeah. is just cruel and completely unnecessary yeah. um or the other side of it of just re- being really casual and then a bit just kind of flaky maybe so just mm. whatever it is don't beat yourself up about it no and as well if you're struggling with moving on from what however like we said we don't know the details of how yeah. much of a relationship this was mm. but like write it down or write it in an email and send it to a friend or don't send it to anyone but if there's something you've got to say and you don't feel like you can say it to that person yeah. it's so cathartic to write it to yourself or yeah. To a letter, whatever. If it's a good way, like I've sent Lindsay many emails that are oh, for her good. in the history of my life. Yeah, tell me about it. I could write a book with that. <laughs> <laughs> Things I don't want Lizzie to ask me anymore. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, that will be the day, won't it? But yeah, you got to um, take control of it now for how you're feeling because ghosting ultimately the control's been taken from you in a big way mm. so you've got to now work out how to get it back for yourself and f- make yourself feel like you're on a sort on stronger ground basically yeah definitely so pick yourself up like lizzie said and just <sighs> on to the next my darling on to the next right we've got a good one here yeah i'm just getting up my screenshot so the short version of this question is i've been given my dream job at quite a young age how do i deal with not feeling worthy i have more details Ooh, okay. which i shall delve into okay i've been offered my dream position as an art director at the company i've worked at for four years i started there as an intern it means i'm skipping two promotion levels and going straight to the top of the food chain wow. i'm only 27 and i'm worried the people i'll be managing will think i'm unqualified because i'm younger and they've got more experience as working artists and i've just been their young colleague for years I know I have the skills to be good at the job, but I'm worried my inner self-saboteur will get in the way. I'm also worried about disappointing the CEO who offered me the role. This was my end goal career. That's so amazing. And I wasn't expecting it for years. 
um, how can I deal with this and just be a boss bitch? I'm driving myself mad. I'm not even letting myself enjoy the fact I was offered the job because I'm so scared of fucking it up. Bloody hell. Ta! Oh my God. <laughs> I love the way it ends in ta! ta! Oh my God. Congratulations. So that is amazing. And Lizzie and I's first like response to that is, oh my God, wow, yeah. well done you. Like, And it's so difficult. Like, If only we could just impart that feeling into you because yeah. it is just such an achievement. It's it so is. good. And I'm so sad that you're letting yourself, you know, sabotage the, these moments of happiness, especially because it's like your end goal career. Like this is so amazing. Yeah. And I always think, I used to I used to struggle with this when I was applying for jobs uh, as a physio, if I was going to like a band above or something that had more responsibility. And I usually just think, listen, the people who are appointing you, i.e. the CEO in this uh, scenario, mm-hmm. have faith and would not appoint you if you did not have the determination, drive and skill set that they thought you needed to fulfil this role in the best yeah. way that anybody could. So you've yeah. got to have have some faith in that as well because your CEO wouldn't be giving you this job over anybody else if he did he or she didn't think you could do it no absolutely not and also that they will have considered you in the team as well so they'll have considered those worries that you have of how will you manage that role when you're managing other people and all of that Mm. and they obviously think that you're more than capable of it yeah and the age thing's such a tricky one isn't it Lynn's like I get I can so understand that feeling of you being the boss of somebody who is older than you can be confusing or conflicting Mm. but if that if that if whoever that person is is going to make you feel uncomfortable that's completely on them and them feeling insecure with it and you've just got to completely remind yourself over and over again you've been offered this role for a reason you've been offered it with good reason because you've got the skills to do it because you're more than capable of it and the message that she sent super confident in lots of ways as well I feel like you know this yeah but it's just age is but a number and this is about skills and talent and you have them and that's not to say that your colleagues don't have them but you obviously have something that makes you a cut above the rest yeah and that is what life is about unfortunately some people are going to be a cut above the rest in certain situations and other people aren't yeah and you've just got to roll with it and make the most you have and honestly truly accept that you deserve this job that you deserve this happiness and this excitement and this new step in your life like how amazing and like lizzie said in the previous question to write something down to like see it on pen and paper like send yourself an email write it down like write how good it has made you feel like all of the good parts that you thought this wasn't going to come to you for another 10 years that you thought that this um might be that is two pay grades above your station or whatever it was like yeah. all of those things are so positive and so amazing and you should be celebrating yourself until you can't celebrate anymore yeah also do you know what winds me up about this this is such a female trait to yeah. to doubt yourself in this way a man offered this role it would be so rare for them to doubt it mm. and it's like something in it that makes you feel like you've then got to prove yourself rather than being given this opportunity is you've already proved yourself you've already done yeah. it yeah. And then there's something in it that makes you doubt it. And that whole way that I know it's a big stereotype about men being more confident, at, I think, for pay rise and things like yeah. that. But that point that you made about you've jumped up two levels, mm. you just absolutely need to embrace it and just yeah. think, my God, this is you've earned it. You so deserve it. And think of people around you who there will be people, male or not, who would just be able to embrace it. And therefore you would not doubt them because you just look at them and think, yeah, they know that they deserve this. And therefore exactly. everyone else believes it, too yeah absolutely and just embrace that you can do the role like and people you trusting yourself and become confident as a leader then people will trust in you and your ability to lead as well Mm. so you've got to 
project that attitude as well that you are confident and that you're excited and that you can't wait to get stuck in and that builds a really lovely team relationship as I'm sure you already know but like Mm -hmm. you need a reminder at this point (laughs) (laughs) we are here to give you that we are here for the reminder but yes well done this is congratulations yes Yes. so good amazing if you're in England you can celebrate with all your friends on come June 2021 (laughs) yes can't believe you wait right Um, Okay, what's on our next, next one? How do you know when a guy clearly isn't into you? Oh, God. This is a minefield, I think, because <sighs> sometimes someone can really be good at pretending to be into you. Yeah. And Just not. so they don't let you down. Yeah. Just so they don't have to let you down sort of thing. They just want it to fizzle off, but then you're like a or, dog with a bone. Or if they're like just in it for a bit of a shag and yeah. are making you feel like it's potentially more. Yeah, because they like to get their end away. Yeah. Yeah, and then then it fizzles. Yeah. God, this is so hard. I've been in both scenarios of where I've just wanted it to go away. I wanted them to go away and just never to resurface ever again. And they've hung on to, like, the threads that they could. And then then it, like, forces me to say, I don't, you know, I don't really see this going anywhere. There isn't a spark, like, please leave. Um, But then I've, in so many ways, I've been in the opposite situation of, like, I really like him. Oh my god! But I'm getting these hot and cold vibes. And well, honestly, the the overarching factor is if they aren't in communication with you, if they if you feel like they're blowing hot and cold, they're blowing hot and cold. Yeah. I if you feel like they're being cold, they're being cold. If you think they're not really in touch with you, they're not really in touch with you. Yeah. Like all of those feelings are fact. Honest yeah. to God. Like nobody is too busy to reply to a message. Nobody is too busy to respond in any capacity like it takes under a minute to send a text Mm. message even if it's just to say I'm so busy I get a break in an hour I'll give you a call then or whatever it is like I just always think that lack of communication is one of the big things I don't care if people are like oh yeah I'm not really big on my phone you can still send me a message to say "Yeah, yeah let's do something or no let's not yeah yeah like it's just bollocks I think it is true that if you're doubting it, that kind of is your answer. Yeah. That there's, and, and there are exceptions to that rule. Like, of course. you can sometimes send yourself into a frenzy, yeah. can't you, with it? Like, we've both done that before, where you yeah. think something's going on that isn't, it turns out, thank God. Yeah. But exactly like Lynn said, mixed signals are a signal in themselves. Massively. Um, I've had it so many times, oh my God. I had one, bef- I've had one, like, before James and I started to get, to get together, I knew some. I was seeing somebody, and I knew something was off. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it in my heart of hearts, right in the bottom of my gut. <laughs> and a text to say, "Listen, if you're not feeling this, just say because, like, I'm all good. But I like spending time with you. But if it's not for you, it's not for you. You just need to yeah. say, oh no, sorry, sorry, just been busy. Fuck off.' What was his behaviour that made you? Like some specific examples that made you realise something was off. Long distances before replies. When at the beginning that was never the way. Right. And uh, very short answers as well. And okay. none of the none of the like um warmth that was there at the beginning and all of those yeah. kind of things. Yeah. And you're just like, I can t- tell you a mile off, mate. I can smell a rat a mile off, mate. Like yeah. just say to me, just say yeah. and I, I we'll leave it because I don't want to feel like this and No. So I'm just giving you an out. So just take it. See you later. I think as well like if someone goes cold on texting or whatever, the only way that 
I would be all right with it is if you were then making a lot of plans to see each other. Oh, yeah. So that's that you knew you weren't, you didn't need constant communication through the day over a text message because yeah. you'd be like, oh, well, let's, we're, I'm seeing them whenever. Yeah. Because we have friendships like that, don't you, as well, where you don't need to God, check yeah. in constantly. I've always been, for me, it's always been loads and loads of chat. And I think where lots of my relationships started on like dating apps and things like that, that's, that's all we've got. Yeah, and so it's always chat, always constantly in touch. And it's the person you want to catch up with. It's the person you want to tell about your day. Yeah. And if that's the, the foot that you've started with, then if yeah, that drops yeah. off and you're not yeah. making those plans to see each other anymore, then it, it's dropping off. Like it's, yeah, it's going. <laughs> so you've got to let it go. You're not always going to get an explanation. And as mm. much as I'm like, you should be honest and open and tell that other person. Lots of people won't do it like that because you're not in a serious relationship. It's just mm. dating. So you can just literally say nothing. And just let yeah. it fizzle out. And yeah, it feels like shit on the other end. And even when asked, that person might still not care for a big chat about it. Mm. So everyone's yeah. different. But yeah, I think the signs are basically, if it feels off, it's off. Yeah. And it's an effort thing, isn't it? If someone's yeah. not putting in the effort to see you, to talk to you, to just spend time and in what whatever capacity that time is, like mm. how much you know of their schedule and what they can give to you or just what their priorities feel like basically yeah, isn't it definitely that's when then you would start to feel funny about it yeah absolutely but a mixed signal is a signal mm, it is it is it's so yeah. true and maybe one-off's fine you know like if someone says exactly like lynn said i've got a really mental week at work mm. i'm not going to be great at keeping in touch and then stay true to their word and better the following week like that's a completely yeah. different thing but if that feels like an excuse follow your intuition with it basically yeah just leave it See you later. See you later. Um, this leads us very wonderfully onto our final question, which is more of a general statement that we got, which just said, thought on healthy communication. We've talked about communication so much, mm-hmm. but we've never really like hashed out what that is or what that means to us both. Yeah. What is healthy communication to you? Healthy communication to me, I have such a battle with communication because I am an over-communicator. You, there, there isn't anything that, my partner won't know, won't understand, won't get. It's not like I go quiet and sulky and moody and wait for them to guess. I'm there in the face telling them what's going on and asking them for a conversation. And what I feel is a really adult approach to ironing out a difference or um, an argument. And that isn't the way that most people like to operate. I am just you know, I'm I'm so open with it that I forget that lots of people aren't that way and, and don't work through difficult times with lots of communication it's just more like well I need some cooling off time or I actually just don't want to speak to you for the next however long for a bit Mm. and just calm down and then I'll come back to you and poof everything will be normal Mm. and I think I was talking to my therapist about this (laughs) where I had had um a quite a turbulent breakup um many years ago from like my big one first love kind of thing I never got any answers as to why that broke down we just had a big heart to heart and a big crying session and I in my heart of hearts thought we'd meet up a few weeks later and have it all out and like really you know get underneath why it didn't work out and what what was the issue because I couldn't understand in myself where I went wrong and I don't know what it was for him where it went wrong (laughs) and we didn't have that and I never got those answers and I'll never have those answers because I'm seven years down the line now but my therapist was like, this is where your intuition and your need for communication comes from because you've never had those answers and mm-hmm. now you're desperate to get them out of every situation and you 
put a block on yourself from moving forward without that. So it often is so different for everybody, but I'm like a dog with a bone with it. And I believe that communication is like a great foundation for a great relationship because how the hell can you move forward or grow together if you're not understanding where each other is at? Yeah, yeah, of course. And there's so many ways to look at it, like in a di- in a disagreement or just, I don't know, it, it, it swims into absolutely every aspect of a relationship, doesn't it? And I think the bottom line is it, it you have to have good communication to work through everything in some capacity. And if that communication is not there, you're going to, you're going to hit a bit of a roadblock, I think. And that's where things start to feel a bit turbulent. Yeah. Yeah. I think the thing that I know I've learned in the past few years, and Mm. I think you'd say the same, Lindsay, is that a big part of like making communication work in a relationship is accepting that the other person might not communicate in the same way or more at the same pace that you do. Mm. And I'm the same as Lindsay, like quick to process, I would say, quick to formulate what I want to say to somebody Mm -hmm. and can't move on until I've said it and had their opinion back and want a conversation. And I've been met in situations where I'm ready for that and I'm bringing it up and I'm met with somebody saying, no, everything's fine, it's okay. And and that's really frustrating. But some people just don't... Some people need to go inside themselves, basically, and sit and think and mull over it and do that on their own to then be able to come forward and have a conversation. And that's one thing that my therapist once said to me as well, that just because you're ready to communicate doesn't mean that the other person is ready. And that might end up being a deal breaker for some people, but lots of people then might work, be able to work out how you manage your expectations of your own communication patterns basically alongside your partners but the bottom line is you have to both come together eventually and talk about it that's it and where we're talking about the next day yeah whatever yeah and where we're both where we're talking about what is healthy communication it's whatever feels right for you in your partnership like if you've got one person in the relationship who needs a day who needs a little bit of time on their own to come together with their um, response or with what they want to say about the whole thing and one person who needs it done there and then then there's got to be a compromise here like that person that needs it done there and then has to maybe take a step back and allow this other person to come because then a proper conversation and a proper um a a proper kind of like chat can come together out of that rather than one pushing and one pulling you've you've got to meet meet each other somewhere in the middle and whether Mm -hmm. that other person it's it's hard because the person that wants it there and then can slow yeah. down. It, it doesn't feel good, but you can actually put the brakes on that and wait for the other person. Whereas yeah. the other person might actually not have anything to say for 24 hours because they actually can't process it, it before Absolutely. that amount of time. So yeah. it's just, I think the most important thing is that healthy communication works for you both. Yes, I agree. And for us, Lynn's us being the same type and wanting to communicate yeah. really quickly, if you're with someone who can't meet you with that, you ultimately will always have to compromise yourself in some yeah. way. That's the bottom line because you, exactly like you said then, you're capable of going, right, I know what this pattern's going to be. I know how this is going to play out. I've mm-hmm. got to sit tight for a bit and wait for it. But in that moment, you've got to accept that if I try and force a conversation that a person is not ready to have, it's not going to go well. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it can be beneficial because I found that I would have thought about what I want to say almost instantly mm. worried about it to an extent as well but have a strong idea of it and then if you do let 24 hours pass you can feel entirely differently yeah and be ready to have a, a very different conversation that actually is probably more reflective of how you feel on a whole as opposed to if you're being more reactive to something 
God, that's so true as well. The amount of yeah. times that I've gone in like a bull in a china shop or that I've been really <laughs> like intense about something and really on the ceiling. And then actually, if I take a step back, I feel it might feel differently or maybe that's not the approach I want to take at all because that part yeah. doesn't actually matter to me after a few hours. Yeah, <laughs> It's yeah. very, very strange. So it's all there's, all, there's definitely something to be said for taking a beat before you launch into any kind of communication that's surrounding like a disagreement or an argument or a yeah. difference in opinion. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I guess though another part of healthy communication is to be able to understand that you might go into something too hot-headed and say mm. something wrong and then you've got to be strong enough for yourself to go back to it however long later and express yeah. Yeah. I realise I overstepped some mark then or I didn't mean to say that or whatever whatever it is yeah. and then continue that conversation so it can't always be had in one moment if it's something big that you're trying to communicate or if it's like it, I guess it doesn't always need to be an argument you know if someone's doing something that you don't like mm. But and you asking them to change on some level and how do you say that without going it, I hate it when you do this and it's so annoying da, da, da. Yeah. and that might be a continue it could be so small like the way somebody leaves their towel in the bathroom or mm. something yeah. that just winds you up but like working how to communicate those little things alongside the bigger bits of a relationship as well Yeah, it's like an ongoing lesson though isn't it yeah and I think also within all of that like listening and being a good listener oh, is yeah. key because talk about that that yeah, says a lot about just us like, both of us just want to talk that's why when I'm talking yeah all you I must do is listen. talk yeah that's it <laughs> but like listening and understanding what your partner needs on both sides like it's such a huge thing because I, I I am the hot-headed one who wants an answer now mm. and sometimes you have to put yourself in the other person's shoes and be like, ah, okay, that's actually too upfront, too in your face for them. And I'm never going to get, yeah. we're never going to reach the point of healthy communication if I don't back off. Yes, yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, you've got to, you've got to really under- try and understand where the other person's coming from, really listen and take the time to, to see it from somebody else's point of view and not be so pig-headed like I usually am. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard though because it's it an instinct. It is, and yeah. And you've got to sort of fight it. Yeah, it can be quite difficult. Yeah, you've got kicks in and you're just like, right, off the handle, I go. Off I go. Yeah, off I go. Tripod (laughs) to the wall, you name it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, we hope this has been an enjoyable episode. We will be back next week. We will, we promise. We promise, we won't, we won't scarper again. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all so, so much for being here. We... Yeah, we hope you've enjoyed this episode and that you've um, found it helpful. And always, always get in touch with us if there's anything you want us to ask, uh, answer even or yeah. discuss. Like, you know, we're always here for any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's a good point because we put the questions on Instagram, don't we? But you yeah. can always message yeah, just without willy, that prompt. Willy-nilly. Willy-nilly. <laughs> willy-nilly. <laughs> Day and night. Day and night, yeah. Communicate with us. Yes, can you be open and healthy in your communication, guys? <laughs> thank you for listening as we said don't forget to like share and subscribe if you have enjoyed this episode and we'll be back (laughs) yes we will and we'll see you very soon have a lovely week bye bye